Um, the first thing, uh, this episode is going to be about jobs and careers and changes uh, that happen throughout them and like kind of how they affect us um, as people and maybe how we think about them a lot more or a lot differently than uh, maybe our parents did and grandparents and so on and so forth. So um, that's kind of what we'll get into. Um, this episode is sponsored by, we need something really black for this to be sponsored by. Do you have anything? Um, can I think? If you don't, I do. I just thought of it. Go ahead. You got it. You got it. Um, it's, um, just cognac in general. I'm actually about to pour myself a small glass of Douce as we get started. Um. Honestly, so when you pulled that out the other day, I realized <laughs> that you were really a different person. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just like cognac. I just like brown liquor in general. And Douce just gives you, like, this is not I'm, an advertisement. I've never, I've never I'm cool off of all hard liquor at this point in life, oh, but that's where I like um, to be. My mom is like obsessed with it. She's always like, "It's so smooth." It's, it's it is, <laughs> and the reason I don't know if you saw my tweet that like uh, when I was drunk the first day, um, I'm drunk off Duce and I'm drunk like how Beyonce gets drunk, Thanks. and it, it's just like a different type of luxury to the drunkness. Like you don't feel weighed down or crazy or anything like that. Um, but anyway, okay, so sponsored by Cognac. Uh, in general and then uh, let's get into our kind of inspiration video uh, for this episode uh, and I'm going to play that very right, really quickly. Hey, let him know you about to quit. Okay, cool. So I just sent you that video maybe like 30 minutes or so ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, personally... Yo, I was really crying. Number one, because it was Popeye's. But yeah. two, because the, the guy, if you saw the white guy at the table, he immediately put out his phone. My like, favorite <laughs> thing was that the guy can actually sing, right? He actually had vocals. And so it was really great for me in that way. Um, but it also is like kind of uh, resonates a feeling that I felt at a job so many different times, kind of feeling it like my job now. Um, and I'm just like, you know, I might be ready to go or this is like maybe not for me anymore. We're not serving each other in the ways that we once were. Right. Um, and so um, I've been hearing about this a lot. Uh, the term gig economy or gig culture. culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, G.I.G. Gig. Um, like, you know, just things that we pick up. And so I'll read really quickly the, the definition um, I found online, which is a gig economy is an environment in which temporary positions are common and organizations contract with independent workers for short term engagements. Um, so think things like Uber, uh, Postmates, Lyft, the Amazon Flex, um, Amazon, you know, just in general delivery, um, all of these kinds of things. And it's just really interesting to see how um the economy, I guess you could actually call it, um, has changed based on really millennials um, waking up and deciding like, hey, we want to do something different in the ways that we work. Um, and so um, I think that's something that's worth talking about. Um, and I guess you want to start, you want to start with like the breakdown of questions? Yeah, we can do that. Um, 
cool. I'll ask you first if that's cool. Right. Um, so have you ever stayed in a job too long? Um, also, like, within this, is there a good amount of time? Is there a, something that's specific you can say, like, hey, this is too long to stay at a job? Um, anything like that? Okay. So have I ever stayed at a job too long? I would say all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but more specifically, I feel like the job that I – I actually – um, I'm starting a new job Monday. So Amazing. Incredible. Tom- Congratulations. Thank you. So tomorrow is my last day. I feel like this job specifically. Um, the only reason, I feel, also feel like the only reason I stayed so long was because Zanae was there. <laughs> That's true, too. Like, when you have people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and even, like, at our job before, I feel like the only reason I stayed so long was because y'all we were, were there. working there, yeah. You know, we were all working together. Um, so it makes it less unbearable, and it, you feel like you kind of have, you know, an ally. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, that maybe we just be drawing, like, it's not uh, that annoying, it's not but like no, it usually is. Once yeah. you have that, once you have that validation, then you know, like yeah, yo, it's time for us to be out. Like yeah, so and like, I think uh, one thing that I, I had to say to a coworker recently who was like thinking about leaving or transitioning or doing something different. Um, she's just like, oh, but I'm gonna miss all of you guys, and like, I, you guys are like the reason why I work here. It's it's like if you really want to see me or you really want to like hang out or whatever, like. You can certainly make that effort outside of being forced to come here for a check. You know, right? For sure, for sure. So when that's you convenient. Get to the point, it's actually also a convenient friendship. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so when you get to the point where the only thing that's keeping you in a position or in a place is the people that are there, mm-hmm. um, the people are mobile. You know what I mean? Right. That's something that could like move around. Um, and so I guess to answer the question for me, like I same thing. Um, I definitely stayed at a job for like a, at minimum a calendar year of time mm-hmm. when like I knew I should have been gone from there. Yeah. I feel, um, do I feel like it, there is a time limit? So like I have um, a woman who is like a really good mentor of mine. Um, I think I talked about her in the last episode too, but she's like very, very career driven. She's like super successful. She's older. She's like 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and she always told me two, th- two, maybe three years max. You never mm. stay anywhere ever that long unless Mm. you like feel like it's going to be like your career like okay that's what her you know that's what she told me she was like you never because you don't want to cap your salary you don't want Mm. to yeah so like that's what i feel like that's the thing people don't think about a lot yeah like specifically in this role that i was in now i was getting paid like decent money i was there for almost three years and i was getting paid pretty good to be doing the what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like when I was looking for at other places to do the exact same thing, I, the money that I saw, I was like disgusted. Oh, hell no. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, dead ass. <laughs> dead, dead ass. I was like, oh no. Nah. It was a position I really, really was interested in when I was interviewing. Mm-hmm. And they were like, damn, we would definitely love you. We will, you know, like this is our starting rate. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Not <laughs> at all. Absolutely not. Yeah, I think two things to to kind of bring up in this, um, and it's interesting because both of these people, they work at the company or have worked at the company that we last worked at. Um, One worked with us, you know, she moved out to Seattle. Um, That's just, you know, give you who it is. But I was looking at her uh, like LinkedIn page um, because, you know, that's the thing that people have now. A social media that's specifically, you know, your work persona um, or who you are at work. But anyway... Um, I was looking at her LinkedIn page, and I had seen that since she had left the last company where we worked, she'd worked, like, maybe eight to ten different jobs, you know? Um, And things for, like, three months, four months, five months. 
But then when I actually talked to her about it, like, what's up? You know what I mean? Like, you were moving around a lot. She was saying that it was that easy to get paid a little bit more. You right. know, like, from the, from one job to the next job to the next job, she essentially went up making 15000 more dollars in a year or two, you know, because moving on from one job to the next, she on my current job, I need that either matched or, right. you know, increased. Okay. Um, and they've been, you know, taking care of it. So... Um, that's a really interesting thing uh, or interesting way to look at it. Um, this other guy who is, just started at my job currently, he's new to my job and he was, I was doing some training things with him the other day and he said that he took a really huge pay cut um, from his last job to come here, like $10. <laughs> uh, like, like <laughs> okay. So you feel how I feel. What? I was just like, um, well, and, you know, people are in different situations, right? right? People have maybe different living situations and things like that. I'm just thinking about, like, all of, like, my, my rent. Bi- right, my bills. Hello, my mm-hmm. kid. We would be um, on the yeah. street, like. And that's, <laughs> hey, and, yo, and, and who you anyone asked me, like, would you be able to take this salary? I'm like, yeah, no, I, my kid would be starving. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think <laughs> even to approach, um, I think a thing that a lot of people are afraid to approach that I've had to kind of change my mind about is at least asking questions or at least sharing like what's the you know what's the function behind it. So I always go into jobs like hey here are, this is my salary requirements. Um, here's what I make right now. Here's what would need to happen. I.e. There's I actually had a phone interview today for a job, um, and we talked about you know the distance of where the job is you mm-hmm. know from where I am, um, and then we talked about salary requirements. And the first thing that I said is hey here's what I make right now, but due to the increased distance of where you are from where I am, I'm probably going to need to buy a car. Um, And so this is going to need to be, you know, what my salary is in order to do that. Um, So I think that people shouldn't shy away from that because ultimately, like, we're human beings, we have needs, and the price of everything is going up um, and not going down. And so, um, yeah, I think that it's really important. Something that I find, like, extremely interesting is, like, a lot of, like, the older generation, you know, not millennials, are always mm-hmm. like, you kids, all you kids just leave your, quit your job, get up and quit your jobs. Yeah. All you kids just, like, leave your job. You don't stay anywhere. Like, number one, this it's not 1960 and where you stay at a job for 30 years, 60 yeah. years, and then, like, they give you a gold Rolex and you... Because you really don't get nothing. You don't get nothing. You don't get nothing while you're there. Yeah, I think uh, depending on the job, so we'll get we'll get into a little bit too. Um, I think the kind of second question that's in this is, um, you know, have you ever been stagnant in a job or have you noticed anyone be stagnant in a job? Um, I personally think about some of the people who maybe have worked in, in companies for exactly what you're talking about, 30 years, mm-hmm. 40 years, you know. And I think to work in a position where you're, you know, the money's constantly increasing or, you know, the opportunity is increasing. Um, that's fine, you know, but to be doing the same thing for 10, 15, 20, 30 right. years, um, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. We all, we're all on the same page <laughs> about everything. So I don't know why, cause your thoughts are usually my thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I feel like boredom is certainly one of those things that, um, can create like a, why am I doing this? Right. You know? Um, and then that's, that's really what the bigger issue is, is when people start to question like, what is, what's the function of this? Right. You know, um, like how am I serving myself? How am I serving others? Mm-hmm. Um, how is this is helpful? <laughs> you know, um, I think companies can be like really deceitful. 
um, sometimes and in some ways. Absolutely. Like I, um, I, and I, I saw this uh, article about Jeff Bezos um, saying that his ultimate goal was basically to start creating schools um, and that um, the children would be the customer. And what I tweeted is like, that's scary because all companies, like 90% of companies treat their employees like shit, or excuse me, their, well, yeah, employees too, uh, but also their customers like shit. Right. Oh, you know absolutely. I mean? mm-hmm. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, we love our customers. We'll do anything for our customer. And then you get there and you are the customer. And you're just like, yeah, we do that for other people, but we got to do that for you. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just, it's really interesting um, to see how I think a lot of us have changed the ways that we work based on, you know, a reaction to how the workplace has treated us. Oh, absolutely. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think. I personally, the one thing that I do value about my current job um, is my ability to be independent. Like, I don't work in an office. Um, I don't work around really anyone. Like, we see each other for 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the beginning of the day, and then it's a complete disbursement. And I just am able to be where I am and not around other people and not having to interact with other people's, like, personalities and attitudes and things like that. Um, When I meet, you know, the customers that we work with, yeah, sure. Um, but at most, I'm spending just a couple of minutes of time with them, doing whatever we have to do, and then moving on. Um, and so I think that that's something that keeps me where I am, you know, um, in a sense, even though it is something that the frustrations of, um, let's say. Deceit, but do you feel do you feel uh, lack of support in that same exact? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, sense? absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, because I can say that's one thing that I that it's like the complete opposite of my job. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that it, it is extremely annoying to me because I feel like it's always people around and I worked in an office, yeah. always people around, always like, you know, someone there with something to say. With, but, but I also feel like on the opposite end is that I had an extreme amount of like support and connection and and that was probably the which is weird because that's what, what you not you're not getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting. So the uh, just a story about one of my former coworkers. So he had really difficult. He had a really difficult time at doing our job. He was there for maybe four months or so, um, and it's really not that difficult. But you just gotta have you know a little backbone, a little heart. Um, and he ultimately left and went to go. Well, his difficulty was with like uh, the connection with our partner company, you know. Um, and he went and worked for the partner company after the fact. And so for me, it tells me that you weren't able, it wasn't that you weren't able to do the job. You just weren't able to do it like without having someone that's right next to you doing it, you know, without having like a direct manager that you can talk to if something goes wrong, um, you know, things like that. Um, Have you ever had a weird job quitting or leaving experience? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about it? (laughs) Well, so I'll say that, um, my, I don't know. I think this one was kind of weird. This only yeah. because my best friend who works right beside me put her two weeks in. Oh. And then, and literally, I think she put hers in Tuesday. And then I got my notice on Thursday mm. that I had got my job offer. Mm-hmm. So I had to put mine in on Friday. Mm. We had, the, you know, we had the same exact start date. Yeah. So everybody's like, did y'all plan it? Did y'all plan it? Are y'all going to the same place? Did y'all plan it? Oh, <laughs> when I mean our boss didn't even talk to us the whole day. <laughs> Once I fit, I found out that I was like 
I got the offer and I had to put in my nudist. Mm-hmm. My anxiety was through the roof. I had like under boob sweat. I was like literally shaking. <laughs> I was shaking. So I was like, oh my God, you just put your notice in and now I had to put mine in. But in reality, like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, right, right, right. Yeah, I got absolutely. a job notice. I'm putting in two weeks and like it just so happens that my coworker put in two weeks the day before. But like also, fuck y'all. Y'all don't care about me. Yeah, I mean, you they definitely don't care about you. And it's it's so interesting, I think, and not to bring up uh, a thing, something you told me, um, but how they start to act really different towards the end. Right. Right, like when they know that you're fading out, then they want to, like, question this thing or that thing or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that's so interesting and weird. Like, my... You remember what happened when I left last year. Right. Um, and it was myself and five other people... Uh, we were leaving from the same company to go to this new company. Um, and it became a thing. You know, I was home. Um, I had already put in, put in my two weeks. I had maybe like three or four days left of working. And um, I got a phone call from uh, my manager there at the time. And he's just like, hey, so, you know, all of these people are leaving to go to the same place. This just doesn't look really great. And the company is another technology company. Um, and so they're considered a competitor. So basically, we'll continue to pay you and you guys don't have to come back. Um, I felt bad for some of the people who were like in the store and they got like escorted out or whatever. And I was already gone. Um, you know, I was already at home. Um, so I'm thinking like and I even said, so wait, let me just like get this right. So I don't have to come back in there, but y'all won't continue to pay me. And I never have to see you niggas again. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? All right. That's cool with me. You know what I mean? Um, but for that being a job that. Uh, I worked for six years, you know, it felt really weird to not be able to like walk out on my own terms. But I think that that's one of those things that, you know, they try to do to you when it's towards the end or they feel like you were trying to spite them. So they're trying to spite you. Um, and I think yeah. that's corny. Grow up. Be a, you know, you're a boss. Be a this boss. Is business. A At the end yeah. of the day, like it's business. Right. It's not a person. Like, and that's thing. what it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's business. And like, for me, like I felt away because like now everybody, you're acting weird towards me. And I worked here for th- almost three years. And, like, mm-hmm. I'm just looking for more money. <laughs> At the end of yeah. the day, people like crap. Why would I want to work somewhere? No. No, absolutely not. And so you yeah. can't be mad. You can't be mad at that. It's nothing personal. Right. I just want, like, I want to be happy. Like, in my, I deserve to be happy in my job. Yeah, and I think, you know, what's, what's so interesting to me, and we don't have to, like, dive too deep into, like, bosses or managers or whatever the case may be, um, a lot of companies hire management people, but they don't hire any leadership, you know, um, right. and, and mm-hmm. that's a huge part of, you know, the problem. Um, I, it's just so strange that people that companies say that they want like this specific type of success, uh, but they don't do a lot in terms of making sure that the right people are around um, in order to right. make that happen. Um, and I just think that that's so weird, you know. Um, there's so many that other is, yeah. and it's usually it's so crazy because nine times out of ten, when you talk to somebody about their job, they're usually like, "I mean, the job is cool. Like, the actual job is cool. The people are cool. It's just the management that sucks." Right, right, right. Always, and, yeah. Um, and I think that that goes into uh, or kind of ties back into like the gig culture 
um, you know, statement is that people don't want to have a boss, you know, Um, Uber, like their whole kind of thing was like, be your own boss, you know, that you can decide when you work, when you clock in, when you clock out. And really, if somebody gets in your car, it's nobody out there with you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if somebody gets in your car, you're not feeling them. You can say, get the fuck out of my car. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and so, but like all you have, only thing that really is your boss, I guess, is your rating. Like, right. Exactly. In those aspects. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's a, that's something you can control. Exactly. You know, yeah. By being a nice part. person and making sure you got like right. the mints and the gum and, you know. And not talking. And not talking. Oh, did you know that you can actually, um, in lifts now... Um, there's a mode. It's called Zen mode, and um, I also don't use Lyft because okay. I don't like. I don't like the. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let's go. Ahead. I don't. I just personally don't like the user interface of their app. Mm, okay, I can. That's something that I can get behind you on. Like I can't. <laughs> um, if some if I an app has a bad UI, I can't use it. So I cannot. I'm sorry. Um, and I just feel like their drivers be super skeevy. Like I don't know. I feel like most people do Lyft and Uber. Um, I feel like Lyft be looking out for the blacks for some reason, I, mostly because of oh, that's, insecure. Is that why? Um, but I also, I feel like um, Issa Rae's hairdresser just said that her mom got into a Lyft, and I guess she's like super, her mom's light, like super light skin, mm-hmm. said that the driver didn't know she was white and kept calling a man and then the N-word. So that's also okay. probably why I have like, yeah, I have some like resentment um, towards them. Not so great at all. Not good at all. Um, the <laughs> ultimately, I was just gonna call out that they have um, a mode called Zen mode, um, which basically means that your your driver knows that you don't want to be spoken to. Jim, um, I, I would prefer a silent ride. <laughs> yeah, listen, <laughs> that's me. Like, it, it depends on the time. Don't get me wrong. Like, I don't take Uber and Lyft as much as I used to anymore. Like, because you know I have a car currently. Um, but when I was take an uber or a lyft almost every day like at least five days a week at one point when i was going to work and i i sometimes in the morning at seven o'clock in the morning like i don't want to talk to you about nothing at all anything at all i just want to be <laughs> driven from hello good morning i'm gonna throw my headphones in and then right? like and if you see my headphones don't keep making me take one ear out like would you say right like oh my god yeah, it's just so don't annoying say anything. especially because my ride as well was only like seven minutes so it was just like well all right what, what do we really have to talk about in these seven minutes you know what i'm saying like oh gosh, I, right. yeah yeah um but i do appreciate the snacks i appreciate like uh, the hand sanitizers, the whole gift bag. Sure. You know, if I can leave an Uber with a uh, gift you know bag. what I prefer. You know, no, you know what I I like the chargers in the back. Ooh, so I don't have to the chargers in the back. Ooh, I definitely that'll get, you, that'll get you a five. Um, in San Jose, I was in an Uber that had like like pac-man and stuff like games like on an ipad that <laughs> was on the ones? back of the oh, no, was that, like, yeah was... it was like an arcade that was attached to the back of the seats like the back of his headrest wow. and the other ones and it was in a van it's kind of weird actually now that I'm now the ubers <laughs> out california are really different though they be lit yeah they be super lit because <laughs> i super super competitive and because you have to drive literally everywhere yeah yeah um okay let's jump back into um I guess kind of the last question, um, and then we'll talk Ugh. about a few other things. But Ugh. let's not talk about the last. I mean, question. it's actually for you. Um, what does it feel like starting a new job? I mean, I'm extremely excited. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm so excited just to like start something new. I feel like I'm gonna learn a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I am nervous. I have a lot of anxiety just about the change. I'm, I'm not really afraid. Of, like, if I'm gonna like make friends or anything, because I don't want anyone to talk to me anyway. 
That's why I'm kind of leaving <laughs> the job that I'm at now. Yeah. But I think that I just have like anxiety around like, is it going to actually be better than what I than my job now? Like, mm. am I going to regret leaving? You know? Yeah. But it is what it is at this point. I'm still getting more money, so like, <laughs> even if it does suck, I'm, it's going to suck with more money. That's true. I think about that too because when when I left my last job last year, it was kind of like the first time in like my adulthood, like you know, transitioning from one job to the next. Um, and the company that I worked for before was like so secure, you know what I mean? It definitely wasn't and isn't going anywhere. Um, so to be working for a startup now and like working for a company that's uh, certainly a bit smaller and like a lot more unorganized and like less communication and things, um, they in the beginning really sold me a dream, you know, that like right. most jobs do, <laughs> which is like kind of their job. Um, but they sold this dream of like, hey, this is ideally what's going to happen. Um, and it ultimately wasn't any of that or it hasn't been any of that. Um, and so I think about now going into whatever next job, um, being a, a lot more hesitant, you know what I mean? Um, being a lot. I feel like one question. <coughs> Sorry, why am I dying? I feel like one question that I, I have learned to ask in interviews is what are some everyday challenges that someone in this role faces? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <coughs> because that 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 brings it out. Um, I asked, that brings it out. Um, in a, in my last interview, um, if you were if you would be leaving this job today, what would be the reasoning behind it? Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the, the she kind of sold me on that because her her answer was like basically I would have had to like have a super amazing offer to do something you know wild and crazy. Um, but um, yeah, that's that. I guess the only other thing I kind of want to talk about in relation to jobs and the gig economy is like the uh influx of side hustles um, <laughs> and i guess our just thoughts on those things um do you have a favorite side hustle that you've seen someone doing um making banana puddings is for sure okay <laughs> <laughs> i think altogether the instagram food um industry like if instagram in- like integrated like menus for instance um, that no, people like, can like order from. Yeah, it's a like fucking selling rat. platters, selling platters, and banana pudding is probably because I'm fat, and I'll always be like, "Let's go get." <laughs> it <laughs> looks like oh, somebody look like they sell platters. <laughs> oh, I'm over there. Thanks, but no, definitely the the banana put the banana pudding for sure is my favorite side hustle. Okay, um, I did see. I think you you might have retweeted this because this stuff comes up. I get notifications now because I don't tweet enough, or I guess I don't be on Twitter enough. Sometimes that they'll send me notifications like, hey, right, come like, back hey, to this is what you missed. Yeah, I don't uh, uh, relax. But I saw something that you uh, retweeted, like uh, maybe eyelash makeup type of situation. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just really love when people can use their skills to make money. Um, right. I think that ultimately, like, obviously, that's my goal. I'm not sure, uh, it may not be that obvious, but that's my goal, you know, to be able to live off of my own hands. Um, and my mm-hmm. own talent, and I think that that kind of gets uh, gets us back to, or could certainly get us back to um, the kind of original way that life was, you know, right? Um, living off the land, living mm-hmm. off the land, and also like bartering, and uh, you know, what I mean, like, hey, you you can do this, and I can do that. You can do that. Yeah, right. um, I think I'm. I guess if you want to make me a banana pudding, I'll do your makeup the night. That's what okay, I'm saying. Perfect. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
And then you, I can come back at the end of the night and fuck up the banana pudding. You know what I mean? Like, it's in this Um, I'm actually potentially, I haven't even said this to you yet. I don't think so. This is, you know, live and happening. But I think I'm hiring an employee, sort of. Um, but it's going to be, I'm just paying in food. <laughs> um, so I'll just be cooking meals. Are you doing, like, meal prepped? Or like- um, just meals in general. Like, honestly, it's, I, I'll, we haven't gone over all the details, but... I basically need a social media intern to take care of some of that stuff so that I can be the producer and the everything else. Um, right. And, yeah, um, as a result, she just would like to be paid in meals um, of any kind. I fuck with that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't... Bartering of services. Bartering of services, exactly. I think that that's something that we um, could bring back for sure. Um, um, I'm trying to think of something that I'm actually good at besides, like... Okay, I'm just going uh, <laughs> to... Um, what do you... So, I'm also in a position, I'm just... I guess this would be my, like, my live couple of minute therapy. Um, but I'm also in a position where I feel like sometimes God just be saying, quit your job. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And... I I actually had like a moment last night where it was really hardcore. Like, hey, you you got to tell them people, no thanks, you know. Um, but then you know, the, obviously, the first thing it goes to is what happens to oh, right. my for- this fortress that I've built. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what happens to all of these things? They just dropped the iPhone 10s Max. Like, how am I going to pay for that on a monthly basis? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I have because to have I, it. Because there's no way. <laughs> My phone has, like, a, a a small crack, but it's a crack in the screen. Um, and I feel very poor right now. So I need a new phone. This is something that we've never, since, like, being, <laughs> outside of in the, this outside, yeah. we, never had to this deal is something with this that before. we've never had to deal mm, with ever. So sad. I, I literally, by, right before we went to California, I broke my phone to the point where, like, I couldn't even use it. It was like pitch black. And I was like, oh my God. I went, I literally left work and went to the Apple store. Yeah. I, every time I ever broke, well, it was only maybe two times that I've ever broken my phone. I just was able to fix it myself. Um, and I can't do that anymore, sadly. Right. So um, here we are buying really expensive phones. But um, yeah, any, I, I just, I think that entrepreneurship, like, it isn't something that I'm afraid of. Um, and I don't even think that like failure is something that I'm afraid of, you know, um, I'm just afraid of like not being anything, you know? Right. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, especially like working in that security is like, is exactly what it is. Yeah. And, and honestly, even the security, uh, like the security of the check. Yes. Right. Also the security of like, I've worked at like, I've worked in technology, you know? And so when I say that to somebody, it's always like, oh, yeah, okay, well, I know you, you are doing something. You know what I mean? I can't even understand right. what you're talking about. But, like, I know that you do something, sounds like you're getting money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to go to, uh, like, to transition into, like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm out here um, trying to make uh, this podcast a thing. Uh, I'm out here trying to, you know, do these short films. I'm out here trying to do this essay um, and this photo series and all that, you know? It's kind of just right. like, all right, my nigga, well, where do you work? <laughs> I hear you on all that. But That's who, me. Who, that is me. Where, where do you, a nigga be like, he be trying to talk. I be like, but do you, where's your but job? Where do you but where is your in, job? You know what I mean? <laughs> even, even in my job, you know, because I like travel around in, in the area or whatever, 
I see a lot of people like out during the day, you know, just like uh-huh. on a Tuesday or whatever, just walking around. I'm about to just, you know, pop in the corner store or whatever. And I'd be like, where do y'all niggas work? Right. They do the same thing you do. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? But to even be like, yeah, like, I mean, I do, I do also only work a couple, like four days a week, you know, longer days. So I have a, an extra day off, but it's at the end of the day, like when I'm not working, I'm usually in the house. I don't just be like, out but that's not, everybody doesn't do that. Right, we'll get that. Let's, this is not about me right now and staying in the house. <laughs> no, okay? no, no, no. Let's actually, We're it intervention. this is another time, perfect time to go to a commercial break. Um, <laughs> let's do that. And then we will be right back. You're listening to Black Millennial, a culture podcast that is for us and by us. Black Millennial is produced and edited by East Oak, a creative production house based in Philadelphia. For future episodes, we are in search of Black-owned and operated businesses to be our only form of advertising throughout the show. It's time to build the Black dollar. Now back to the show. Okay, we're back, y'all. Um, cool. Let's jump into these, uh, I guess, three things to stand, three things that we are fans of, things that we fuck with. Three things to stand. Um, I'm starting to get a little bit drunk, so I'm just going to throw these out <laughs> here. All right, go ahead. Um, all three of them really quickly. So, first one is a company called Brandless, uh, B-R-A-N-D-L-E-S-S, Brandless. Um, so, no brand. Um, I actually uh, bought a bunch of things from them. They are it's 300 plus like grocery items, um, things that you need for your house. I got a few knives. I got some uh, spoons to kind of stir stuff when you cook, all that kind of stuff, cleaning supplies. The best part about it is everything is $3. Um, so I think I got maybe <coughs> 30 plus items for um, 100 and some dollars, $102 or something. So not like 170 um so it was really inexpensive um and i got a lot of things that i needed for my house it also looks really good um and really simple um so it's great to have like i go in the cabinet and the honey looks the same as like when i go in the you know bathroom to clean um it's just a consistent look and y'all know that i care about shit like that (laughs) um my second thing is just r&b music in general um and uh anita baker so i'm on this like little challenge for myself um, I said I, I tweeted about it being like a whole year and I, I am going to work towards that. But then I feel like I'm going to listen to everything. Um, but my goal is to listen to pretty much only R&B music or music by singers for a year. Um, what I'm trying to do is listen to the full discography of different artists like A to Z. Um, so starting with Anita Baker, who I just found out like in listening to her discography that her first three albums are only eight songs. Mm-hmm. Um, the next album is like nine songs. I'll give you like, this one more. Um, and then like at max, it's ever 12 songs. So but I it's think so it's crazy like, to think like <clears throat> how someone like Anita Baker could come out, have mm-hmm. only eight songs, you know, mm-hmm. like only do an eight song album and to have so many hits. Yeah. Like I was like, but that's how album, I, I feel like, like if albums, I feel like, like, take for instance, like Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Mm. If Scorpion, <laughs> I feel like if Scor- if niggas just took off the, all the fillers, people would, would have way better albums. You're trying to give me 24 songs and well, 16 here's, skips. Here's the thing that we're talking about too. That's completely different. Like we're in a completely different era. 
Um, we skipped a part, but we'll we'll get back to that. Actually, I'm about to jump into it right now, um, and then I'll come back to my last thing. We skipped a section, uh, which is new. We're going to integrate called the sick and shut-in list. Oh, the sick um, and shut-in. And the sick and shut-in list, my candidate, I don't know if you have another candidate, it might be both of ours, is Nicki Minaj. Oh, my gosh. She was, I was that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, oh, it's awful. At this point, it's just like... I'm just I so I listened I didn't even listen to Queen Radio because I don't listen to the I listened to the whole thing I couldn't I couldn't because garbage. even from what Zeke's was telling me mm-hmm. I was like my stomach was churning <laughs> like literally my stomach was churning and if you know me like I've had like a very like like troubling like with women I, it's been like kind of difficult for me but mm-hmm. in the past like two years <laughs> two or three years I've been focusing on not being combative with women, especially women of color. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like even if they get on my nerves, even if we're not cool, even if I don't like you, like I'm not going to like go out of my way to be combative or argumentative or anything like that because like we got a lot of other shit to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Like so much other stuff. So yeah, do, you sound like um, you know who you sound like right Kelly Rowland, right? Yeah, 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 but that's yeah, exactly what like. Yeah. <laughs> so you expect me to be arguing with someone that's my sister? Like, mm-hmm. even if we don't like each other, even if we have nothing in common, even if we aren't fans of each other, I'm not going to because like, is niggas out here that's raping and beating right. women up and right. not taking care of the kids and we have like, a whole a Cheeto whole... that's a president, right? Oh, anyways, anyway, so. Like, yeah, that to me, like, I don't even find it entertaining. Like, no, I do not wish that Cardi B attacked her in the, in, at the show, but Cardi B has remained consistent. She has given us, given us the you same energy. Definitely since, kept that same energy. <laughs> she has kept that same energy from day, from day one. Yeah. I, you know, she is, she has some shit with her too, but like everybody mm-hmm. does, but I don't feel as though she is going out of her way to attack other people women like it, it's it's kind of like disturbing to me i don't know what Nicki minaj is on or like what she got what drug she's doing but whatever i think ultimately like to bring it back and like the reason why i brought her up when we were talking about scorpion is because people and and quote unquote artists i'm gonna call them that don't care about the art they care about the streaming numbers and they mm-hmm. care about the charts. Like, don't get me wrong. People were, I, I do care about certain things, right? Like um, people were coming at me because I was talking about Trey songs and how I don't care if Trey songs is your favorite artist. Then again, never had a uh, billboard number one. Then it has never gotten a Grammy. And so to me, mm, like, you just but I also feel like, right. I also feel like that goes with like, you know, niggas don't be, when people be like, who is the best artist of all time? Nobody is saying Trey songs. So like, right, we, right. we know that. Right. Um, but I think like Drake put all these songs on Scorpion because he knows ultimately I'm the number one artist in the world. Right. right. People are going like, to listen through the right album a couple of times. I'm exactly. going to get the streaming numbers. Like, right, right, and I right. knew, so I'm going to put whatever, what, what is the song nice for what? And I'm going to put the whatever songs that are going to get the most replay on there that even if they've been out six months ago right and that's how also people like i think one day maybe when we do like kind of a music-ish episode um we'll talk about some of the the little schemes that people do um within the industry and don't get me wrong like it is what it is but you know the fact that hotline bling came out a year before what was his last album views was that his last yeah. album yep and then he put it on his album um, and then automatically, it went on the album. It automatically, automatically it's platinum right. off the rip you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because you have a song that's like has already given you so many numbers you know right. and so it's cool but also, it is what it is that, but like Nicki minaj your album was not better than anyone's album okay 
I literally, the only way that I heard some of her album was to listen to the radio show. And I also was just like, what is this? Like, it, it was not, it wasn't even better. And I'm not a fan, I keep saying, I'm, I'll keep saying it, I'm not a fan of Cardi B's music at all. I'm not even, I never watched Love and, Love and Hip Hop. I'm not never I'm like a follower. Yeah. Right. But like, <laughs> I listened through her album and it was way better than Nicki Minaj's album. Even from the songs that I hear like on Pandora at work. And like, it right. just, it don't, and like, don't get mad at Travis Scott. Like, Travis Scott's album was amazing. Like, it was just better than your album. Your album wasn't mm-hmm. good. And just take it as your album wasn't good. Like, why you got to argue with everybody? And, be mad? and even to the people that, like, um, the there's some folks out there that <laughs> love Nicki Minaj, right? Don't get me wrong. There are, she, she does have a few fans. Um, um, she, the Barbs, uh, the, the whole Barbs. <laughs> all Barbara and all of her girls, right? <laughs> they, <laughs> they're, they're very much so fans. And so, like, no matter what she puts out, like, mm-hmm. they're going to listen to and they're going to say it's dope and they're going to, you know, love it. Because ultimately, like, that's their fave. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I don't discount that at all, right? Beyonce could really put out an album of, uh, you know what I mean, just her playing the trumpet and not good at all. And I would buy that joint like, oh, this is iconic. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I understand that. But I think that, um, do you remember when she got into the argument with uh, the young lady, her name is Juana, on The reporter Twitter. girl, like the yeah. journalist, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when she got into the argument, and all the girl was really saying is like, hey, you should maybe make music that is a little bit more age-appropriate for yourself. Um, and maybe, and we understand that like her fans are really young, and so that's probably why she makes like songs that sound like they're out of a bubblegum machine. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, what well, songs but, with Ariana Grande? And songs with Ariana Grande, who's 11 and a half. You know what right. I mean? Don't get, like, I, I, um, let me take that back. I fucked with her album. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> like, the reason why she does that is because that's where the profit is, you know what yeah, I mean? And absolutely. that's where the money is. Wow. And I guess to, like, bring this back, one of the things that I was thinking in, like, kind of coming up with some of the questions and stuff is I can never do something that, like I could never do a job that took away a core part of me. Right. So if But that's why is... a certain artist like that's why I can't really like I can't bang with her like that. Like mm-hmm. like people like want me to stand for Chris Brown so bad and I can't I'm sorry, Chris Brown makes music with like like Pitbull. Like I yeah, at this point, yeah, yeah. At this I point, mean, don't get me wrong. It's probably in, within the forty-two songs that <laughs> was his last album. Yeah, there is going to be probably stuff, like but you know some R and B bangers. streaming numbers. You know? Like yeah. for me, I would rather listen to like a one of my favorite albums this year was Victory Lab. Like mm. Nipsey, he had a really good press run. He didn't have any singles. His mm. album was amazing. One of the best rap rap albums of the year. Um, see, like, I also think one of my favorite albums this year was uh, Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. Right. And I think that so in it's the so same crazy. way, we like... We were just talking about that. We were like, yo, we mm-hmm. all into that because Jameer kept swearing by it. Um, it was just amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, genres were mixed. Like, the visual that went along with it. It was, like, definitely, I would say, like, Janelle Monae's Lemonade. Right. You know? Um, and it, it was just really incredible. But I think that... <laughs> Though people like Janelle Monet, like, why are we not celebrating that? Like, right. why, why is this like, oh, Janelle Monet is so slept on? You know what I mean? Why are we sleeping? Well, we'll just ha- we'll just have to have a music episode, episode because um, like yeah. we're getting too deep into it. This is three yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, let me get back to it. My last thing, um, and then I'll jump into. We can jump into yours. My last thing is cast iron skillets. So okay. um, I I went to a Coles the other day. I was looking at a cast iron skillet. And this drone was like 40 something dollars. And I'm thinking, like, okay, this is a Kohl's. I mean, what's up? Like, where's the, the discounts? But I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, Kohl's be expensive. 
I thought it was. I thought it was like. A it's not like TJ Maxx. It's not like that's no, what I thought. No. I was actually Kohl's on is my not way. like that. Kohl's is like a smaller, like more commercial department store. It's not like a like a discount type. Okay. Well, I found out that uh, here's what was happening. You I found was out driving, that the hard way. <laughs> I was driving to Home Goods, and then on my way, I saw Coles, and I'm like, I'm sure they got a cast iron skillet in here. That's what I was looking for. And so, anyway, I get to the register, and I go to you know check out, and she's like, it's, it was like 44 something, and she's like, oh, 15.89, and I was like, uh, and I was like, you know, I'm not about to argue about like spending right. more money, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, and she's like, yeah, most of the stuff like in our you know cooking section or whatever is mostly like. Um, fifty to eighty percent off, and I was just like, "Oh, all right, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be back in here." <laughs> um, but since I got the cast iron skillet, every single meal that I've made thus far, I've made in it. In it, um, yeah. and so yeah, I'm getting it. Like, is that what you together. made the pizza in? I made the oh yeah, the pizza. The other yeah. night, I made that in. I made like a stuffed it's bomb rigatoni with like uh, sauce. I was yeah. Um, so <laughs> I've been going off in the cast iron skillet. So those are my three things. All right, so my number one is Snowfall. Mm. Um, such a good show. Storyline, better, bond, better, better than Power. Than, way better than Power. Honestly, okay, disrespectful. Disrespectful at this point because Power is not that great. It's Never scandal. Been. It's, it's scandal now. It's like, it's really bad. But um, yeah, love Snowfall. Love the storyline. Love the characters. Like, okay. Um, my number two is Mac Miller. Rest, rest in peace. peace. Rest in peace. I, t- I don't, I honestly, I keep saying it, like I've been talking about it since um, he's passed, is that I don't know why I took it so hard. Like it, mm. it was probably like two or three days later and I still was like kind of like taken back. Every time I thought about it, I would like get sad. Like I knew him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just. That Even when I saw the notification, like I, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here in front. I said this, uh, you know, on social media as well. I've never listened to a Mac Miller song. Don't get me wrong, you know. But he's from Pittsburgh. We're from Philadelphia. So it's like a semi-local person. And I looked down at my phone in the middle of the day and I saw the headline. And I was like, my stomach dropped a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, I I didn't know him. I didn't even, I wasn't even like connected to his music. But to know that someone like, you know, read his name and then it says, you know, passes away at 26. Like, I'm 27, you know. Um, right. And so it just it hit me in a way that was like really weird as well. So rest that was in peace. really, really, really Miller. sad for me. I, that was a really big loss for me. Almost, it was up there. I don't think I felt like this about an artist passing since Prince. Well, oh my god! Like it, mm. I don't, I don't think that it's been that like jarring to me since Prince. I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe CNN or something on the night that Prince died. They were just playing all these different cities lit up in purple, and I just cried to see it end hard. <laughs> when 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 Beyonce did the Prince tribute at the Lemonade, oh my god, oh yeah, 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 just wow, like <laughs> I'm the only person standing up screaming, <laughs> singing, crying. Um, hello, yeah. Um, and my number three is White Chocolate Kit Kat. Ooh, I'm about to put y'all on some. Okay. Sh- Listen, so I don't like chocolate because I feel like it's too bitter. I don't know. I just don't like chocolate really. But white chocolate chick cat chick uh what? Yeah. White- <laughs> I sound like Go ahead. white chocolate Kit Kats is my jam. Like put them in the freezer for a little bit, let them get mm. hard. Chase me like, can I have some of your chocolate, mom? Wow. Like, okay, white chocolate so Kit Kats. I, I actually had um you all know I don't eat candy as well. Um almost at all, but I did have a white chocolate Reese cup. Um, yeah, like I don't know, white chocolate is kind of good. Maybe it's the, all white things aren't the. Oh, well, I no one said that. No one said that. <laughs> um, 
And actually, if you want to be like, it's more of an ivory color than anything, if you want to be more precise. <laughs> so let's just keep it what it is. We already know that white stuff is trash. <laughs> um, but okay, white chocolate Kit Kats. Um, yeah, I need to get... No, I don't. I don't like candy. Um, but I, I, I'll try it. I'll try it just to say I tried it. Just try it. Please just try it just for me. Um, okay, we'll do. All right, anything else that we have? Um, let's just kind of close out with our mantra. Both of them that you put I think are really important. So I think we're going to do both. One I feel like is for me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take that one, um, which is each step is taking me to where I need to be. So each step is taking me to where I need to be. Um, yeah, I feel like that. That's that's that. definitely mine. And I feel like this one was for okay, me because you know, <laughs> starting my new job. Um, I love challenges and what I learned to overcome from mm. them. So those are our mantras for this episode. You got two, two, a two for one special. Yes, and that is the episode.